Welcome to the Rise Above podcast. I'm your host, Will Lambley. And I'm your host, Kate Adams. Rising above to me means knowing storms of life will come, but knowing that despite whatever comes in life, you have a chance to rise above the storms by using what God has given you in life to make a difference. Absolutely. And um, the reason we even um, thought about this name is because everyone in life goes through these storms and we all have our own struggles. Um, it's about how each individual chooses to rise up. Um, and in Will's life, um, you'll hear about his circumstances and then you'll hear about mine later on. And it's it's been a challenge, as everyone has. And we have risen up and we want other people who... Uh, who come on to be the prime example of rising up. So this is our Rise Up podcast. Yep, exactly. I couldn't have said it better there. Um, The main reason that we got the idea to start this is because everyone in one aspect or another in life either has gone through adversity, is going through adversity, or will go through adversity, as you'll see from uh, me and Cade and the guests that we have on this podcast um, in the future. But the most important thing is not making your adversity all about you and how it's affected you in a bad way or about your situation of, oh, this happened to me, but rather using it to be who God has made you to be and along the journey impacting so many lives, not because of anything great you've done, but because of how God has been able to work through you and how you've been able to truly just smile through whatever storm you've been through. So, guys, we're going to go ahead and jump in. Uh, First, we're going to hear Will's amazing testimony. You guys, this is one of the greatest things um, I've heard. And talk about God moving uh, in a person's life. And I can't think of a better example than Will Lamley here. Um, So, Will, if you want to dig into your testimony a little bit. Yeah, so pretty much, um, like he said, my, my name is Will Lamley. And I grew up my whole life in Owasso, Oklahoma. And now I'm a student at the University of Arkansas. And the past four years has been a journey that I never would have expected in my life. As I grew up my whole life, there's nothing more that I love to do than play baseball, basketball, and just be around my friends, whatever it was, um, just competing. And it wasn't until a high school football game in December of 2018 that everything surely but slowly started to change. As I looked up at the scoreboard and I realized I could no longer tell what the score was. And I looked at my teammates and they were all blurry, which was weird because up to this point in my life, all I knew was 2020 sight. I was able to drive for four months. I was able to do school like everyone else. I was able to navigate like everyone else. Everything in life was pretty normal for a high schooler. Then two weeks after this game, I was driving one day with my sister, and I looked up, and I realized I couldn't tell what color the stoplight was, which I looked to my sister. I was like, Taylor, what color is the stoplight? And she looked at me, and she's like, uh. And in her head, I could just tell she was thinking, this isn't good. If the guy that's driving me (laughs) doesn't even know what color the stoplight is. But she eventually told me that it's red, and then when it got to green, she said, it's green now. And as I took off, all I could think in my head was, shoot, I probably shouldn't be driving if I can't even tell what color the stoplight is. But after this day, I remember thinking, okay, my sight might be decreasing, but I probably should need a prescription or something like a normal person would need. But as weeks and months eventually passed, that was not the case. I eventually went to about six to eight eye doctors in the Oklahoma area and a month after I started losing my sight, I could no longer make out the faces of people around me. And then two months after this, I could no longer tell what people in general looked like. And at a long doctor's appointment at the best eye clinic in Oklahoma, the doctor came in that night and told me news that I thought I would never hear. As she said, Will, there might be a chance that you're blind. And I remember as I heard this news thinking, wow. Like, I don't even know where I go with my life. And that's pretty much the same thing that everyone around me thought in that moment. But as I got home that night, God convicted me. Because in those first couple months when I started losing my sight, my prayer was, 
Jesus, I would give anything if you would take the situation away. As up to me losing my sight, I knew who Jesus was and I had a relationship with him, but I wasn't pursuing him. I wasn't walking the walk. I was one of those Christians that would put the athlete above Christian or whatever it was above Christian because that's what matters, right? But as I got home that night, knowing that I might not ever be able to play my favorite sport of baseball again, I might not ever be able to drive again, what God showed me is you can't do those things anymore. So how much does being an athlete or being whatever it is matter if you can't do that? But what does matter is your relationship with me. And so Jesus showed me that you put your trust in me, I'll make a way no matter what. There's a Bible verse in Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6, which says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understandings, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So I was eventually diagnosed in May of 2019 with an extremely rare eye condition where all my central sight is gone. I should have a little bit of peripheral vision. So if someone got really up close to me, I'll be able to tell a blur of them is there. And usually when I'm around people, or if you see me in public, I'm usually wearing glasses. And there's two reasons I do this. The first is because the light that gets in my eyes can cause pressure and can cause, I wouldn't say pain in my eyes, but it can kind of wear my eyes down throughout the day. And the second reason um, that I wear glasses is Cade hasn't really uh, been around me where many situations like this have occurred. But one time I was with my friend Stockton, which anyone that knows Stockton knows that uh, he's just a goofball. And we were at a gas station, and this was about a year after I lost my <coughs> sight. And I walked in with my stick, which is what I usually use to navigate around different areas. And uh, we got to the front desk, and I did not have my glasses on. And as, I was at, as me and Stockton were at the front desk um, trying to get the items that we that we'd, uh, uh, were trying to purchase at the gas station, the lady um, looked in our direction and said, Sir, please stop. And I thought she was talking to Stockton because I can obviously tell where she was looking. And then she said, Sir, please stop again. And this is when I realized she was talking to me. So I was like, um, sorry, ma'am, what are, what are you saying? And she said, I know what you're doing. And I was like, ma'am, I do not know what I'm doing. And it turns out she thought I was checking her out, which is because you can't tell where my eyes are looking whenever I don't have my glasses on. And as me and Stockton walked out of there, we were just like, man, I do not know what was up with that lady. But, yeah, that's the second reason that I usually wear glasses just so. We don't have any situations like that, but it always makes for a fun time. And ever since I got diagnosed blind in May of 2019, there's been many challenges that have came up, but the biggest thing that's helped me is something that my dad has told me, which has um, helped me in every aspect of my life. As he said, Will, you might have just been throwing a curveball in your life, and times might have just got harder than you could have ever imagined, but you can still do everything you want in life if you make no excuses. So by knowing this and knowing that even on my toughest days, if I should make no excuses, I could still do everything I want, this gave me so much hope as I continued to play high school football at Rejoice Christian in Owasso, Oklahoma, where my junior and senior year, I was able to be a captain and just more than anything, um, I just loved being out there uh, not even just on Friday nights, but some of our hardest workouts, just being able to encourage those guys. And the way that my teammates loved me when I played high school football is truly one of the reasons I'm able to do so much I'm able to do right now. And that was a blessing for me. And I graduated from Rejoice Christian in 2021. And now I'm a student at the University of Arkansas, which you're probably wondering, how does this guy navigate around different areas after only been, being blind for three years? Or how does this guy do schoolwork? Or whatever it is. And before I um, became a student at Arkansas, um, I, I started working with a stick where it helps identify what's in front of me um, in different situations where it's a trash can, curb, wh whatever you can imagine uh, as someone that, was, that is blind would have to go through. And I, that's how I navigate through different areas, whether it's um, 
going to class, going to eat, or um, meeting someone somewhere, or going to the football facility as I um, go to the majority of the Razorback football practices. And um, is one of the biggest reasons I got into uh, something that is the biggest passion of my life and the big reason we started this podcast is uh, the opportunity I was given to start public speaking by uh, uh, Chad Morris, which is the former Razorback football coach in 2019. As a few months after I got diagnosed blind, uh, as you can imagine, I didn't really know where my life was going to go, but um, a a week after this diagnosis, I got a call from the current Razorback football coach at the time, uh, Coach Morris, um, which was a huge shock to me since I've grown up a big Razorback fan my whole life with both my parents going to school there. And Coach Morris just told me how much they um, cared about me and how they were there for me as he invited me to a baseball game with his family. And he actually gave me my first opportunity to speak to a group in 2019 as I spoke to the Razorback football team which has opened up many more doors uh, to speak to groups, whether it's teams, um, churches, or organizations. And uh, is a big thing that gives me hope every day, knowing that, uh, sure, being blind wasn't something I planned to do in life, but despite this, I have the opportunity to impact lives every day. And that's um, a huge thing that uh, helps me going and is my why every day of my life. And uh, now we're going to hear uh, Cade's story. Uh, me and Cade met about, was it about seven months ago, Cade? Yeah, well, nah, man, it's September. Yeah. Dude, that uh, would have been eight months know, ago. I, time is flying. But, uh, <laughs> I think that was actually <laughs> January. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it was yeah, January. <clears throat> yeah, we were helping at uh, a D now together. And um, I remember the guy that introduced us, um, we, we, I didn't know who Cade was, but all he knew about me was... Uh, that he was blind. That I was blind. <laughs> That's but, all I knew. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Cade, you want to tell us uh, a little bit about your story and uh, what, what makes you, you? Yeah, for sure. Um, I grew up in your classic Baptist home uh, in a very small town. I grew up on a chicken farm. <laughs> Absolute joy. Um, and uh, eventually moved up to uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas, um, and to be with my uh, siblings and just family um, while they were in college. Throughout my high school um, career, I had the label of Christian uh, over my head. I didn't live it. Um, freshman year, I mean, I, I stayed pretty good, but I could have been better. And sophomore, same deal. Junior year, I was introduced to... Um, definitely things that I shouldn't have been. And junior year, uh, I had, like I said, I had that label of Christian over my head, but didn't live it whatsoever. Um, And that continued um, down a spiral uh, eventually, um, all the way up into a relationship in my senior year. Um, Fun fact, I am a pilot, and right before I went to flight school, um... I was in a pretty, pretty big relationship, um, you know, thoughts of marriage, all the, all the crazy stuff of, uh, you know, your classic teenage kid. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I moved away for flight school, and things did not work out with that. And let me tell you, the spiral that I'd already been on, um, as far as sin goes, just steepened 10 times. Um, and while I was in flight school, Man, was I wild, and that's when I, that's when I, um, I mean, I just, I was, I was a wild child, that's what it was, and um, I spent most of my time in Dallas, um, where my flight school was, just um, being a hooligan, and um, living a life that was not at all glorifying to Christ, still having this label of Christian over me. And I remember, I mean, sermons I would go to, and they'd just be like, if someone were to come up to you, would they know you were a Christian? And that's that was always a huge conflict for me, because I knew, I was like, there's no way, there's no way anybody would think that, because they walk up to me and they see the things I do. Um, and then towards the end of flight school, I just noticed how far I, like, how far I was from the label that I claim so dearly. And I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. I, I mean, I, it's one of those Christian and 
uh, where it's just like, I know God, and I know God exists, and that's fine. Demons believe God exists. It doesn't make you a Christian. And um, towards the end of my flight school, I started to notice that and realize it to be a truth, and I felt very conflicted. Uh, I moved here with the... uh, uh, with these goobers, <laughs> these guys here, and um, yeah. he's talking about me, and then <laughs> our our uh, our good buddy Will, who's our producer. Yeah, and um, so he's, he's a smart one out of the bunch. He's me a smart K, one out of the me bunch. Me and K don't have the brains. No, no, yeah, we're just we just run our mouths. That's yeah, pretty much. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I moved here, um, and I I proceeded in my relationship with uh, Christ that was newfound to just grow yeah. and grow and grow and grow. And, and grow. it was about a month after you moved here yeah. that uh, you went on a 13-hour journey with me, Will, and a few of our other buddies to go to um, Asbury. Yeah. Yeah. We went yeah, to we went Revival to the down revival. there. That was a power, powerful time. Oh, man. That was, that was the defining moment where I knew, like, I knew I was, that my relationship with Christ was solid, and I was a believer, um, a true believer. Um, and and that meaning, knowing that Christ had been resurrected and that I believed in my heart that he did. And um, that's where my relationship with him really solidified. And yeah. we knew for a fact. And me and Will and the other guys that were on that trip, it was honestly one of the most powerful. It was the most powerful revival I've ever been to. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think what was so cool about Asbury, as I'm going to be honest, uh, the main reason I wanted to go is I'm just big big fan of like traveling but when I got there what was so cool is uh there was about 2,000 people in the um was it an auditorium or yeah it was it, yeah it was or, just what a, we it was a chapel, chapel. yeah, yeah it was a chapel not, uh, I guess you need know, to work in my vocab <laughs> <laughs> um so no we got there and then um obviously I can't like see anyone in there but the energy in the room was just amazing um and it was cool because it wasn't about it was the energy wasn't amazing because fancy worship or because some big speaker was coming. It was so amazing because everyone was there for one reason, and that was to glorify God and just to be in His presence. And that, that was just such a special moment because it wasn't about anything or anyone, but it was just all about Jesus. And oh, sorry, <laughs> that was what made it just so special and really a moment that I'm never going to forget. And it really convicted me of, man, why can't that happen here? Yeah. And that was the amazing part of it too, is because there was so many college level kids there. There were kids our age everywhere. Granted, there were older and younger, but, but the amount of people that were there that were our age group, it was, it was amazing to see because I mean, we live in a lost generation, as uh, to tell the truth. I mean, as you see what goes on in the world today, it's, I mean, it's tragic. It yep. is. Yeah, and I, I think that's a big reason why we wanted to start this podcast is because, like, me and Cade, we've both went through the, the struggles of life, and we've tried doing life by ourselves, and we, we still have days. Like, we're not, we're not doing this podcast because we're perfect by any means. Nope. But we're doing this podcast just to be open and show that it is easy to not rise above the storms of life and to go along with the crowd and do everything in this life that looks appealing or makes ourselves look cool. But that's not how you rise above the storms of life. And um, me and Kay got the idea for the podcast. I think we were just talking on the phone one day, <laughs> yeah, was it? I, what was it? So I had gotten out of church, and I was like, hey, Will. I uh, I really enjoyed today's sermon. I was like, what if we did an Instagram live where yeah. where uh, we just like talk about the day at church, you know? And then he was like, I've been thinking about a podcast. I was like, yeah, that would actually be really cool. <laughs> That'd be yeah, dope. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and we sat down at Zaxby's and discussed what we wanted to do with it. Um, ran through our ideas. Uh, yeah, and we had a lot of support and a lot of yeah. friends who helped us out. Yeah, I don't really remember most of the ideas from that. Zaxby's <laughs> all members. What was that meal called that we got there? Uh, I don't know. I don't just, know. But it was like there, ultimate fries or they something. Had some <laughs> ultimate fries meal at Zaxby's. That wow, that might be one. Yeah, of the shout best out to Zaxby's, had. man. <laughs> yeah. Zaxby's yeah. was yeah. so good. Yeah. No, not a sponsor, but hey, if they, they want to be, if, hey, we're, yeah. we're all yeah, yeah, we're all over that. Yeah, Give, but, yeah, absolutely. 
But yeah, so as the idea for the Rise Above podcast came about, um, or just the idea for a podcast, uh, we were thinking of names, and we couldn't really like hone in on a certain name. And then it kind of just came to me, um, a mantra that my high school, Rejoice Christian, uh, we were the Eagles in high school, a mantra that we had was uh, Rise Above. And many people have asked uh, our producer, Will, as he tells them, like, our podcast is called the Rise Above Podcast. Many people ask, like, man, what does Rise Above mean? And for our, our uh, high school, um, something our coach would always say is, we're here to rise above. And actually on their, one of their jerseys, it says rise above. Because when a buffalo enters a storm, an analogy our football coach would use, when a buffalo enter, enters a storm and sees the storm coming, he goes the other way. He pretty much, it's like us in life, like goes with the crowd. But what an eagle does is an eagle rises above the storm. So we would use that for our high school football team using the analogy of we're the rejoiced eagles. Like we're here to rise above the storm. So when hard times come, whether it's in life, practice, game, whatever it is, we're going to use what God has given us and our God-given abilities to rise above, whether that was using our attitude our effort or just be, being a good teammate or um, showing the love of Christ to others. Um, and that's really how like, we got the idea of like what rise above. And I'm like, man, this is, this is a great idea for a, a podcast name as there's so many people that, uh, that we can get on this that can share like, their stories and how they've been able to rise above whatever they have uh, faced in their life. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a really good analogy. I can't use my analogy because uh, if I'm flying and I'm going towards a storm, I'm not rising yeah, above. I'm yeah, turning yeah. around and I'm yeah. riding. <laughs> so, yeah, I like that analogy. That's good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we're, we're excited that we're, we're here and we're doing this. Obviously, um, at the end of the day, it's about glory to Christ and how we can share his message in a unique way. Um, it's a good platform to put them out there. And um, me and Will both have spent a lot of time um, in our own lives discipling and using our discipleship. But it, to have it come together in such, uh, I mean, unique is the only word to use, such a unique way where we can combine this and um, put it on one big platform for the whole world to see. Um, I can't lie. I'm pretty, I'm proud of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exciting because... Like, like I said earlier, like everyone has gone through something, is going through something, or will go through something. And everyone listening to this right now is going through something in life, whether it's small or big, that is hard. And like you don't, you don't understand why it's happening, but that is what this is all about right here. It's about showing you there is a way you can rise above. That we might not understand your struggles, but me and Cade – our producer will, we all know someone that knows what you're going through, and he's there ready to fight for you. And there's a verse that I love that exemplifies, like, well, I mean, what does it mean to rise above? And this verse is in, uh, is in James in the Bible, which says, Consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of any kind, because the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And then this last part I love it says, let perseverance finish its race so that you may be complete and lacking nothing. And that right there, that verse, is something I have to repeat in my head as I walk through the University of Arkansas. As even though I've went through three years of being blind and I've been able to learn different things to adapt to life, sure, there still is days where I think, what would my life be like if I could drive or if I still could have played baseball or do whatever a seeing person could do. But what God continuously reminds me of is, Will, look what I have brought you through. As before I lost my sight, I was always someone that could say I was happy, but I wasn't joyful. And kind of the difference between being happy and joyful is I was the type of person that if something was going my way, I would be happy if I won a game in a sport or um, I was able to eat something I liked, something as simple as that. Uh, you, know, you know what I mean, Kate? Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> then, what you mean. Then, uh, um, but uh, I'd be happy. But if something wasn't going my way, I'd be just really mad, like way too mad. 
But since I lost my sight, God has given me a joy that I never thought I could have. As now I know that, just like it says in James, that I can be joyful no, no matter my circumstance. Because even when I'm tested with the worst thing that could have happened, something maybe in my future I'm tested with something that's worse than losing my sight. Even through that, the testing of my faith will produce perseverance. That if I lean on to Jesus every day, that doesn't mean I'm going to be perfect. Because Cade, Will, anyone that comes across me in my life knows I am far from perfect. I say some stuff I shouldn't at times. I look like an idiot at times, which if you're looking at this podcast right now, you, maybe you think that too. I don't know. But I, hey, joke's on you because I can't see myself. So, <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, but no matter what, man, we, I have a hope despite whatever's going on. And that is really what rising above looks like for me, knowing that um, I'm going to share one more verse right here that I share a lot when I speak. Uh, I, I, I usually speak at churches about um, how Jesus changes everything. And a verse I share um, is Romans 12, 12, which is a three-part verse, which says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. And what this verse reminds me of is, no matter what, control what I can't control in life. And I think that's something that so many people forget is they focus so much on the storm that's happening to them that they, don't need, they, they need to take a step back and realize, hey, what can I control? And what you can control every day is where, where are you putting your trust? And that's something that Jesus convicts me with every day is where am I putting my trust? Because no matter what, just like Romans 12 verse 12 says, I can be joyful in hope, because every day I can have joy knowing that I might not know where my path leads, and I usually don't, as our producer Will can testify. Earlier today, I found myself lost on campus, and I thought I was going to my house, and I was about to knock on the door of a frat house. <laughs> I, uh, I, don't, I don't know how that encounter would have went, but it, it would have been a fun one. And, but no matter where my paths are going, I might not know where I'm going, but I can trust in Jesus because he does know where I'm going. And then the second part of that verse is, being patient in affliction, the hardest thing to happen to me, the easiest thing to do in that time is not be like, oh, I thank God this is happening. This is amazing that so-and-so is ha happening or someone in my family is going through something hard. I, I might not want to say that, but what I can do is I can take a step back and be like, okay, God, I don't know why this is happening, but like it says, Romans 12, verse 12, I can be patient in affliction and trust in you, God, and just focus on that, just trusting in God. And then the last part of that verse, which has been um, the most impactful thing in my life, and I know Kay can say the same thing as I'll let him talk about it, is being faithful in prayer. And when I think of being faithful in prayer, I think of so many people in my life that when I started losing my sight, that they were there for me, and they showed it with their actions because they were praying for me. There's people in my high school, my football coach, some of my good friends pulling me aside, praying for me, saying, I don't know what's going to happen with your situation, but God has a plan. And that has helped me more than I knew in the moment. Because in the moment, there was times I was like, man, I just want my situation to change. Like, God, can we just like, can I just like press a button where I can, I can see again? Like, is this a dream, God, or like, what, what's going on? Uh, but now looking back on those times where people were praying for me, and I know there's times now where people are praying for me, it's just encouraged me to every day be faithful in prayer because no matter what is going on, God always has a plan, and that's um, really encouraged me of why we can always rise above the storms. And I know Cade can say the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And that's... Prayer is a very powerful thing. I mean, prayer is one of the most powerful tools we have as Christians. Um, one of the things I loved that you used is um, Romans. And who better to look at in Romans than the writer? Thinking about this is, man it who... was Paul, right? Right, it was Paul. Paul, okay, yes. The apostle. Right, and okay, he's, okay. he's the let's definition go. of a Christian. A man who was against Christ, who was sanctified and turned into a Christian. And, you know, he's confusing okay. all these people as a as an apostle going out and they're like, hey, 
weren't you just killing people <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, yeah. a few days back? And people may say the same thing about you or I, like mine, um, situation. You know, hey, weren't you just doing this the other day? And now that this, that, and the other happened, you're uh, claiming this God. And so that's why I love Paul writing, and I love reading Paul's, um, yep, Paul's words because he, he's the example. He's the example, and he sets the mark for what a Christian looks like. And yeah, he yeah. went through perseverance, and he yeah. went through trials, and he rose above every single time, yeah. just like we're called to do. Yeah. <laughs> I like what I like what you said there. Like you said, set the set the marker. Well, you yeah, set the tone. Yeah, set the tone. Set the, that reminds me of a coach. My foot, like, yeah, my football coach yeah, yeah, always yeah, said that. Set the, the tone. Too. Like, you, like, oh, so your coach coming? Yeah. Say, Set the tone. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah, and right. I, I, I love that statement. Yeah. Right? It brings back flashbacks. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, and I think what's cool about Paul's story, and I know me and Cage can say this, and I know all of you guys listening can probably say the same thing too, is uh, there's some things that we've done in our life that we're not the proudest of. But um, right. what's cool about being a Christian, and um, this is a, is a decision that uh, – um, it just you're one decision away from, which is trusting in God. Um, but when you make this decision, uh, you, you'll truly know that your front mirror in your car is bigger than your rear view mirror. And this means that the best is always yet to come. Because no matter what happens to you on this earth, as a Christian, you know that that something better is out there for you as eternity in heaven. But also with that, that doesn't mean that you just need to sit around and as um, someone on Monday night, uh, my, my friend Thomas Ganey, shout out Thomas, uh, has a wedding coming up, but, um, <laughs> um, but Thomas said, um, you know, as a Christian, like, just because like, we know we're going to heaven, that doesn't mean we, that we just need to score a touchdown and, and go to the end zone, and do our dance, and then go to the sideline and not do anything, but it means that Shouldn't we want our friends to have that same eternity and have that same hope? And I know Cade can talk about in his life that, um, some of the changes he's been able to see with, with just trusting in God and uh, being able to encourage some of his friends. Cade has been a huge encouragement to me. As Anyone that knows Cade is, knows that he's always going to come in a room and um, people that can see him know that you'll be able to see him in the room because he's like 6'3", big dude. But for me... I know I'll be able to hear him because he's also loud, which I'm also loud, so it makes two of us. Yeah, that's right. We're just a taking time bomb together. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we're, just, yeah. we're just ready to shatter some glass. Um, yeah, and it's, yeah. Football, going on that topic because we've talked about coaches and football a couple times. Man, football is an excellent life tool. My yep. father pushed me to play football even when I was younger and I didn't want to do it. And now to this day, I know why. Because those lessons that I learned on those hot, humid days when at practice, when they drove me to keep pushing, it's, it's, it's pushed me today. I yep. mean, today, if I were to go into work right now and I'm like, man, I'm not having a good day, I can hear Coach Franklin's voice. That was the guy that was yeah, my coach's yeah, name. Yeah. I can hear Coach Franklin's voice in the back of my head saying, mental fortitude. Saying mental, saying you have to have a fortress around your mind so you can keep pushing. And that's, that's our story in physical, spiritual, and emotional battles. Yep, All exactly. the battles yeah. we go through life. Yeah. And something I was, uh, so I'm at most of the Arkansas Razorback football practices as I'm a junior at Arkansas now. And um, something I was telling one of my buddies, Hunter Talley, who's a tight end for the Razorbacks the other day, is I, I said this as a joke, but. Um, I really believe it, that football or whatever your passion is in life, I feel like God created it on the eighth day. <laughs> because uh, whenever it's used the right way, like as Kate was talking about some of the lessons you can learn through whatever you're going through, then it can be such a good avenue to shine your light for, for Jesus and just shine your light in general in life and, uh, and to be a positive influence on others despite whatever you're facing and to truly uh, give them hope. Because I know that um, when, when I started losing my sight, that uh, the opportunity that uh, Coach Marley, my high school football coach, gave me to play football and just being around my teammates at the lifts or the, those hot practices or uh, 
the games where we're, we're sitting there just fighting, going to war together because we, we loved each other. Those times are some of the biggest things that helped me now. Like when I'm going through um, something hard, whether it's I've had a rough day or cl- a class is hard or just the thought of being blind can frustrate me at times. But in those times, I'm able to think back to some of those lessons I learned in football or some of the um, things that Coach Marley shared with me, like how difference makers overcome. And Coach Marley would always say that if you want to be a difference maker in life, you're going to have to overcome some hard obstacles. And what, what he really showed me there is that, okay, now in my life, I might face some hard obstacles still, being blind or whatever aspect it is in life. And for you, whatever aspect of your life you're facing that is hard, remember, just kind of remember like how Coach Marley shared with me that, okay, maybe your obstacle is hard, but because you're facing something hard, you have a chance to be a difference maker in someone else's life by overcoming whatever, whatever you're facing. And I know Cade can testify to this as well, that like, there are some things that we question, like, why, why is this happening? But in those times, it's such a huge opportunity that we, sometimes we don't realize, but God has placed there for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, but we're glad out of it uh, yeah. at the end of the day. I mean, the storm's always, you always understand at the other side. That's yeah, why, yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's such a funny thing because every time something happens, I'm like, man, why is this happening? And then I get yeah. past it, and then I'm like, oh, well, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I'm like, it just makes sense. It just Yeah, kind of a crazy story. Uh, you said you always realize why it's happening afterwards. Is uh, There's a Bible verse. It's uh, John 13, verse 7, which says, these things are happening to us now. You might not understand, but later you will. So last year... Um, one of my uh, one of my friends, uh, Chandler Morris, uh, he was the quarterback for TCU at the beginning of the year, but um, during the first game he tore his MCL, and uh, he he wasn't able to play again until the fourth game of the year. But their starting quarterback, anyone that keeps up with college football, his name was Max Duggan. Hopefully, I said that right. Um, sorry if you're listening, Max, and that's wrong. But <laughs> um, but no, Max Duggan, he was just playing amazing. And he was one of the best quarterbacks in the country last year. So uh, Chandler didn't get a spot back. And I just texted uh, Chandler the verse, John 13, verse 7, which says, these things are happening to you. You might not understand, but later you will. It was crazy. When I texted him that, there was, he said he actually had that verse written on his mirror. And I, I obviously didn't know he had that. And he didn't know I was thinking about that verse too. So it's just crazy how God works like, through like, times where we don't understand what's going on, but by trusting in him, like he will provide a way. And I know in, in my life, um, there's been times where it's looked so uncertain, um, whether it's how am I going to do schoolwork or how am I, uh, how does my future even look after I graduate college? I got two more years left and I, I don't always know, but one, one thing I have learned is just like it says in John 13 verse seven, like these things in life that are happening to us, like you might not always understand, but don't always like get worried by that. But rather, as it says in the end of John 13, verse 7, like know that like God knows. And when you trust in him, it might not always be your plan. As Kate knows, like I'm sure there's been some things that like you're like, man, this wasn't my plan, but like God still had a plan through that. And Kate, is there some things like that have happened to you that you're like, man, why, why is this happening? Whether it's recently or whenever, but like you realize later that, man, I'm so thankful God like made this happen how it did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not long ago, I was offered a job and, um, it turned out that the people who had offered me that job did not represent at all what I wanted to represent and, um, threw me under the bus. I mean, really, and so at the time, I didn't know until I'd figured out that they yeah. did those things. And I was like, wow, I mean, that's not, that's not at all what I'm about. And now, um, now I have my own LLC, so I'm representing my own company. Okay. And I, you know, I have a name 
And I want that name to be plastered as Jesus on my company. Yeah. I want to represent no one else. Because if you're a Christian, Christian means little Christ. I forget what language that's in. Yeah, I, I don't know either. But, but that's what it means. I'm not good with the whole... Yeah. I'm not good. I, I know one language, and uh, that's American. I was in Spanish. I, well, I wasn't, I wasn't too bad. I'm in, I'm in, uh, English Roman, is yeah. the term you're looking uh, English, for. English, yeah, yeah, English. Sorry uh, if we have any uh, English teachers on here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, no, yeah, that, that's that's great. Yeah. And um, yeah, so what, what made you like want to become a pilot? Oh, man, it was actually here in Fayetteville, Arkansas. We had just moved to um, to Fort Smith, and we went to the airport that I work at now. And they have a museum there. There was this guy giving like tour flights. And so uh, we did the museum tour and then we went on a tour flight. And I was like, man, this is so cool. And that was my eighth grade year. Would have been going into my eighth grade year of middle school. And um, at the end of the first semester, our teacher had us do... um, for the semester exam, it was what do you call that? Job shadow. It was a job shadow. I said, hey, okay. that tour flight was fun. Wait, what school were you at then? It was Lavaca. Oh, Lavaca. Yeah, Lavaca. Repping the arrows, Repping baby. Repping the arrows. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but we had um, done that semester exam, and it was a job shadow. That's what you had to do. So I was like, okay, that tour flight was cool. Let's go job shadow a pilot, because what in the world can you imagine if I flew plane for a living? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I went and job shadowed, and I fell in love with aviation. And I've been in love with it since. As a matter of fact, um, this upcoming week, um, the day that we record with our first guest um, coming up with um, will be a day that some of my flight school friends come in, and we're going to this huge convention, uh, Arkansas, uh, third year of that happening. It's just amazing to see how the aviation community yeah. works. What, what does Arkansas stand for? So Arkansas, like, so S T O L is stole. It stands okay. for short takeoff and land, and it's a competition to see how how fast can you go slow. Is is the idea behind it because you got to okay. land at short distances. But anyways, the whole point of it is it's a community thing, and the aviation community is an amazing thing. And there's a lot of missionary pilots out there that I would love to get in contact with um, because Jesus and airplanes are my two favorite things <laughs> on this yeah, earth. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, but yeah, there's just a lot of opportunity out there, and so um, it's a it's a beautiful thing. And was there a certain moment where you're like, man, God, this is what I'm supposed to be doing? Oh, dude, it was it was that job shadow. The job, it was that shadow, job shadow, yeah. man. And it's like my parents had doubts, obviously, because I was like 14 when I said that. Shout out Neil. Shout out Neil. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but they believed in me. Um, that not to say they had any doubt. They just wanted to make sure it's what I did. So we started working on my private pilot's license my senior year of high school, and it was just. I didn't have a doubt. I didn't have a doubt in my mind. I, it's like, it was one of those things you just pick up naturally. And I did, I hopped in the cockpit and it's like, it's like I'd flown before. Yep. Um, it was just, I knew that's where God pointed me. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's cool. How like you just, like, I feel like when God puts a passion in our life, like when you start doing it, you're like, man, God, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I sent you that video the other night. Uh, whenever I was headed to JFK. Okay. Yeah, because I'd stopped at Tulsa, and I was sitting outside the plane. I'm sitting in the plane. Wait, did it say Tulsa in the... Did you say Tulsa, or did it say Tulsa in the... In, like, the small heading at the bottom? No, I was I was in Tulsa. Okay. When I Snapchatted you the other night. It had been Wednesday night, I guess, that I Snapchatted you, and I was just sitting in the plane, and I was just like, man, it's so cool I get to do what I do because I'm sitting here at an airport in the thing that I love... And it's just a quiet time to praise God while yeah. I'm waiting for passengers, parts, whatever I'm carrying. It's an opportunity to sit there and praise. And that's one of the things I love about it. Yeah, I think moments like that are special where you're just able to like reflect. And whether you're going through a good or bad season and just be grateful for whatever God has given you. Because something I always share when I speak about attitude is, when you have gratitude, which is gratefulness, when you have gratitude, it'll elevate your attitude to somewhere you didn't know it could be. Yeah. And as, as there are some aspects of your life you'd be able to see this in, Cade. Yeah. Or you should be grateful and it's like you brought your attitude to somewhere like you're like, 
wow, I, I didn't even know I could have this attitude. Yeah, absolutely. If I'm if, if I am uh, anywhere near an air like flying or anything of that nature, it it is a complete stop in time for me to look at the week I've had, whether that's good or bad. And if it's a bad week, I look and I'm like, man, it's not that bad now. And that's just, it's the gift. It's the gift. Anytime um, that I'm just like down. Yeah. I feel like God blesses me because I get called out to go fly. In it. Yeah. Cause he knows, of course he knows he's omniscient that it's my one. It's the thing that just brings my mind to peace. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, for me, I would say, um, a time where I'm really able to reflect and be like, be grateful is I usually work out in the mornings at about, um, 5:30, and I'm, I'm lucky one of my buddies uh drew hamilton uh picks me up and we usually go work out for about an hour but after he drops me off i usually walk to go eat breakfast on campus at arkansas and usually when i'm walking um i'm able to reflect and and reflect and be grateful for what i do have whether it's the people the guys placed in my life or the opportunities or um, the ability to ha- have a voice to speak to different groups or people that god places in my life um because the moment that Coach Morris gave me an opportunity to speak to the Razorback football team in 2019, uh, which is something I, I literally didn't see coming. <laughs> um, um, and um, when he gave me the opportunity and I was up in front of the guys, I didn't really know what I was going to say. But I remember when I was up there, God just kept reminding me, Will, how you're able to impact these guys, not through anything that you've done, but through you trusting in me through what you've gone through and just what God has been able to do and how I was able to impact those guys on the football team right there. God showed me that there's so many people out there that you come across that you have opportunity to impact, but the option is yours. Just like we all have an option every day that we can just put our focus on ourselves and and be a taker, but we can also do something that Coach Morris shared with me whenever he uh, asked me to speak to the South Florida football team as he's with them uh, last year at this time. Is we can be a you can either be a taker, which are so many people in life uh, you know, Kate, that are takers that all they care about is themselves. Which I know I know me yeah. I know I'm guilty of it, and I'm sure there's yeah. times in your life there's definitely times you've been times. guilty of that too, but. Or instead of being a taker, you can be a giver and not a taker. So that's something God convicts me with as I go to speak to groups, um, whether it's uh, teams like Arkansas football team, South Florida football team, or high schools I've been able to speak at, or organizations as I'm going to be speaking at the the Bank of Oklahoma in uh, Tulsa coming up, or churches as I speak at different churches on Wednesdays or like Fields of Faith events. Anytime I'm given an opportunity, I am always – reminded of this isn't about me it's about being a giver and not a taker and remember what my why is every time I get to speak my why is about how can I glorify God and how can I impact the people that come across that hear me in a positive way and that's the same thing in my daily life whether I'm going to class or um, just hanging around my buddies or just meet a random stranger or I'm at the football facility how can I use whatever's happened to me to not make it about me, but make it about how I can give hope to others through whatever someone's going through? And I know, I know Cade has a similar why of like how he's gone through some things that might not make sense and still goes through things where he questions, but I know he has a greater why. So can you talk about your why a little bit, Cade? Yeah, man, there's always, there's always been – Opportunities come and go. And um, the reason that I keep going forward is, I mean, to put it simply, is Jesus Christ. Um, Because at the end of the day, the choices I make, um, if they're not honoring to him, they don't matter. They're irrelevant. They're dust in the wind. Yeah. And it's funny, sometimes, like, when we make a decision, like, 
if it's not the best decision in the moment, it feels like, oh, this is such a good decision. But afterwards, yeah. like, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have yes. done that. Yes, like today, yeah. I was about to go buy a car today, and that is a terrible idea. Those things are – it's the actually, worst. Actually, same. Yes. No, no, I'm kidding. Like, <laughs> worst I'm, financial purchase. Unless, unless, unless Tesla – my buddy, uh, Neil Harrell, who helps out with the Razorback football team, has been telling me about how Tesla has some car that uh, drives itself. So oh, I, mean, yeah. I, might, I, might, I might have checked it out at some point. So Yeah, I don't – I don't know if you get pulled over how that would work, though. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, I guess just I, know, I would not run for the cops. Make do for not an, do that. No, that would make for an interesting <laughs> lawsuit. Um, so um, before we wrap up today, Will, do you have um, – what's your challenge to these yeah, guys? Yeah, so my, my challenge um, to everyone listening to this episode is what's your why in life? We're all going to be thrown situations, and you're probably dealing with something right now that – is hard, whether it's one of the hardest things you've ever went through in your life, or maybe it's just something in your daily life that you're like, why is this happening? But I challenge you with this, to make your why about something greater than you. Because I know for me in my life, whenever my why was just about myself, or whenever I come across hard things in my life still, whenever my why is just about, oh, does this person like me? Or how well can I do at this or that? Or whatever it is, then... I usually run into a wall, and I don't know how to get past that wall. But when my why is about how can I impact others in a positive way, or how can I glorify God despite how hard something looks, that is whenever I'm able to wake up every day with a smile despite whatever's going on. So for you listening today and throughout this week, remember, what is your why? And make your why about something greater than you whether it's someone in your life or whether it's about glorifying God or whatever it is, make it about greater, something greater than you and whatever you're facing, you'll be able to rise above it. Not because how awesome you are, but because your why is about something greater than you. And as you go throughout the week, really think about this in every situation you enter. What is your why? So thank you guys for joining us for our first episode of the Rise Above podcast. We can't wait to catch you next week as we're going to have our first guest, and you're not going to want to miss it. Um, it is someone that is truly exemplifies what it means to rise above the storms despite whatever you're facing in life. So, um, And before, uh, before you click off your Spotify or your YouTube or whatever you're watching on today, um, Please, if you are going through something, whether that be mental, physical, or spiritual, please contact us. Uh, you can DM us at Rise Above Pod on Instagram, um, and we would be happy to chat with you, me, or either of the Wills, um, chat with you. If you are looking at a decision to give your life to Christ, please contact us. Um, all me and Will have both been in situations where it's been tough and having someone to reach out to is always a great outlet. Um, and we would be happy to help no matter the circumstance. Um, so, um, as you go about your week, just think about that and then, uh, go ahead, Will. Thank you for joining us. And no matter what you're facing this week, fly anyways, rise above the storms of your life. Thank you. We'll see you guys next time.